Hello everybody, hey, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, a worldwide house church network. What we do is celebrate the saints the way, as best as we can, the early church did it. Rotating leaders, rotating homes, network together, more of a sense of family and community than anything, uh, because a house church, a biblical house church, does not resemble a, a meeting in the auditorium in which it's the same speaker week in, week out, uh, having a captive audience, nothing like that at all. So cwowi.org, go there. You can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly uh, teaching that comes out each Friday morning, U.S. time. And then also that's where I put my e-newsletters. And in the e-newsletter, that is, you'll get by email once a month. And that's where I put prophetic words, uh, things that are going to come upon uh the nation or the world, things that the Lord tells me. And uh, so that's where I'm sharing. I, I see in scripture, I, I've just stopped sharing with the general public um, prophetic words that have to do with the world and, and body of Christ, because I see in scripture, the prophets had specific audience that they were geared to. And, and I'm not trying to make a name for myself or anything in that. It's just I'm going to share for the purpose of prayer and, and to, to know ahead of time. There are too many people with impure motives out there who want nothing more than a soothsayer than, you know, a fortune teller. And I'm just not going to give into that sort of, uh, uh, sin of the flesh, lust of the flesh. So cwowi.org. Sorry to take 90 seconds here to, to do that, but sign up there. I'm just really urgent. Anyway. Um, today asking, you know, why do we have the Holy Spirit and why don't we pray to the Holy Spirit? Why are there no prayers in the New Testament to the Holy Spirit? Um, and, and there's very good reason for that. And it's just a short teaching, but it can, can change your life. Even though that's popular in some circles to, to, uh, address the Holy Spirit and make requests of Him. Uh, Jesus said this in John chapter 16, verses 12 and 13. He said to the disciples, I have many things to share with you, but you can't bear them. You can't grasp them right now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And this is the important part. For he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that is what he will speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, I use this verse in John 16, 13 quite often to teach about the Holy Spirit because there are three elements of communication there. He will guide you into truth. He will speak, but not of himself, but whatever he hears, and he will show you things to come. Guide, speak, and show. Only one of those is verbal. And unfortunately, so many people are listening for the voice of God like a loudspeaker in their brain, not realizing that two-thirds of the way he communicates is nonverbal. And I have lots of teaching on that. Uh, during the visitation, the teaching visitation, October 1st, 1986, when the Lord appeared to me, uh, you know, he, he told me, and I, of course I use the King James for, because most of the um, old study books are based on King James or Revised Standard. And uh, he said this, speaking of that, he said, he said the New Testament speaks, uh, uses the words uh, perceive, discern, and witness to describe the process by which the mind picks up on what is happening in the spirit. Uh, but my point today is not that, not those nonverbal ways he communicates, but rather the fact that the Holy Spirit will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears. Jesus had just said, I've got a lot of, lot more things to share with you. You can't grasp them now. However, when he comes, because he, he will not speak of himself, but whatever he hears. So the Holy Spirit's role is to communicate from the Father or from the Lord, the head of the body, to us. And it is the Holy Spirit who has recreated our spirit and in many cases infills the, the believer with the spirit, um, with himself and, and opens up a whole world of teaching and communication and everything else. But 
P, uh, Paul uh, expands upon this teaching from John 16, 13. Uh, this, this element where Jesus said he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears. Uh, he expands, Paul expands this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, and it really goes through the end of the chapter, verse 16. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, Paul quotes out of Isaiah that says, Eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man or the imagination of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And so you have to understand this. God, it says this, eye has not seen, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It's not entered into the imagination of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So what Paul is saying is, quoting Isaiah in the New Testament understanding, is eyes, ears, and imagination is not the way you're going to perceive God's will in your life, God's communication in your life. Eye, ear, and in mind cannot imagine what the Father has prepared for us. Fortunately, he goes on to verse 10. In the very next verse, he says, but God has revealed these things to us by his spirit. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit which is in him? Even so, no one knows the heart of God but the spirit of God. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, so that we may know the things which have been freely given to us by God. That's verses 10, 11, and 12. So Paul's saying, I, ear, and imagination cannot receive what the Father God has prepared for us. He would later say in verse 14, the same passage, the same teaching, he says in verse 14, he says, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. And if you've ever had that argument with the Lord where your mind is saying, we need to go this way, and in your spirit, you're definitely led and definitely feel going in a direction, and you start arguing with the Lord, that, I can't do that. That doesn't make sense. Why would I do that? You've all experienced that if you've ever had that where you're you're arguing with yourself. Uh, sometimes it's something simple like forgiving somebody or, or or going up and humbling yourself before somebody and apologizing. And other, other times it's direction in life. And you're thinking, this makes no sense on the timing or this no makes no sense, but you can't deny that it's in your spirit with that peace and everything to, to know that that's the way he's leading because the, the things of the spirit of God are foolishness to the man, to the natural understanding. So eyes, ears, and the way that we think are, 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 are the ways of God seem foolish to that. And you're not going to find his will. So why do we have the Holy Spirit? Because of what Paul said. And why do we not pray to him? Because of this. Jesus said he he doesn't speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that's what he speaks. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 16, really, but especially 10 and 11 and 12, he says the Holy Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now, we have received the Spirit of God so that we can know the things which have freely been given to us by God. Why do we have the Holy Spirit? So that we can know what the Father's prepared for us. And that's why in Luke chapter 11, for instance, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father in heaven, your name is holy. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, pray to the Father. In John 16, 23, Jesus talking about the time when he would be gone after the cross, resurrection, and ascension. He said, in that day, you'll ask me nothing, but you'll ask the Father in my name, for he delights and glories in making you fruitful and giving you, you good things. That's why every prayer in the New Testament is to the Father. There's not a single prayer to the Holy Spirit because he is the intermediary. He serves as the soul of the Father God, the Father who's seen, seated on the throne in Revelation chapter 4, where the 24 elders are around and the rainbow around the throne and, and the cherubs, they're crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole of Revelation 4 is the Father God on his throne. Uh, Daniel saw him in Daniel chapter 7 and verses 9 through 14. He said, the ancient of days did sit. That's the Father God. 
Um, and he describes him as, as wavy hair and, and uh, you know, sitting there. And then it says in verses 13, 14, to whom the son of man came and received a kingdom that will have no end. The Father God is seen, but he's always on his throne. He's always always seated. You can see him if you're in the spirit. If you're in heaven, you can go to the see the Father. Uh, that's how Moses, it says, you know, talked to God face to face. He was in the spirit. That way Daniel was in the spirit and saw the, the ancient of days. And, and the apostle John was in the spirit and caught up into heaven and saw Revelation chapter 4. To whom in chapter 5 it says, the lamb that the lamb that had been slain, the lion of the tribe of Judah, came and took out of the the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. The Father God is the source of all things. First Corinthians fifteen twenty eight says, "When all is said and done, Jesus will turn the kingdom all back to the Father." The Father is the source. That's who we pray to. That's who we ask in the name of Jesus. That's who we ask, and from the Father through the Holy Spirit to us, the Holy Spirit searching right now the things that the Father's prepared for us. It's the same way with your soul. You lay in bed at night and your soul functions in the same way as the Holy Spirit does for, for God the Father. The whole, Your spirit and your mind, uh, you're sitting there and you're looking in your heart. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What does God have for me? Your soul searches your spirit, man, to know what, what you might do and then you put it into action. In the same way, the Holy Spirit searches the heart of the Father God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us of God. That's why we don't pray to the Holy Spirit. He only repeats what he has heard. And in the book of Acts where you see the Holy Spirit said to Peter, go downstairs, for instance, in Acts chapter uh, 10. Go downstairs. There are three men looking for you. I've sent them. Go with them. Nothing doubting. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit, but he's repeating what he's heard from either the Father or the Lord Jesus. This is this is why we don't ask the Holy Spirit for anything. This is why we don't pray to the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said to pray to the Father, why there are no prayers to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. It's because he is the intermediary. He is the one who's searching the heart of the Father God to see what the Father has prepared for us. If you will redirect your heart and redirect your motives to seek the Father God and to get to know the Father by including him in your life and, and talk to him conversationally. You'll have this communication open up between the, the, the soul of the Father God, the Holy Spirit is, who's searching his, the heart of the Father to see, and then he'll communicate it down to us so that we can flow spirit, soul, body, the same way the Father flows from the Father God through the Holy Spirit to the body, to the person of, of Jesus, the body of Christ on the earth. I'm telling you, folks, it's it's wonderful to have that sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit who's continually searching the heart of the Father God to see what the Father has prepared for us. Eye, ear, imagination cannot receive it. To the mind, it's foolishness, but you perceive it in your spirit, what the Father has prepared. So that is why Jesus said, I've got many more things to say to you, but you can't grasp them now. However, when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that's what he will speak, and he will show you things to come. It all starts with the Holy Spirit understanding that he is searching the Father so that he can pour into us, and then our mind picks up on what the Father has revealed, and then we live it out. All right, hope that's a blessing. Go to cwowi.org. Lots of good teaching articles and everything else, and sign up for my weekly thoughts. Uh, Thoughts and my e-newsletter. If you'd like to know more about House Church, we can help you with that. Uh, the biblical house church. We're not interested in a miniature of the auditorium in somebody's living room. That's not the biblical house church. But uh, but do your homework and we'll help you out. And uh, join with us. We're, uh, like I said, a worldwide network of like-minded believers. Uh, God bless. Talk to you next week. <music>